You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. Maybe the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner in this. Did I ever tell you you look like a penis with a little hat on? You play ball like a girl! Price is wrong, bitch. The Binge is back today. Been a while yeah. since it went away. Talking sports out of Detroit and NJ. With your hosts, TM and PJ. It all started in a Kevin Chai town. Talking sports while just driving around. Then to Moe's where we had a few rounds. Where Lollapalooza's love child. Ben Sports is back in town. 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 Sweet the leg. You have a problem with that. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs. Feels great, TM. We're back in the saddle again. It's been a long six months, and I know we've had some shows, but it's that time of year again, everybody. It's NFL season. TM and I are back. Yeah, baby! Uh, I wish I could be as excited as you, but uh, I'm sitting here taking in another Mets blown friggin' oh god! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't learned? know why I care. They have three fucking hits. It's not like they even deserve to be in this game, but you know, I just have had it. I mean, haven't you? And they're still in first, just... and I just, I, it's like I feel like they're in last place. They're in first place, and I'm just sick to my stomach. You know, we've talked about this before, and that is one of the great things about having a team that is either in a rebuild or just not a contender is that you can just enjoy watching the game of baseball instead of getting pissed off by the one or two or four or six losses throughout a season that just, like, irk you like no other. And that is where we're at right now. The Tigers are young. They've got exciting players. You know, they're they're dancing around, you know, 450, 500. And they're they're fun to watch. And I don't get frustrated. <clears throat> if they lose, they lose. Big deal. You, you know, <sighs> you're on a ledge every night. It's okay. It's okay, TM. We're here for you. The listeners are here for you. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Like I got fucking Alex down in Philly emailing me. Alex, uh, text me. I got to give you my number. I, I checked Gmail just for the hell of it. And I've got emails from a Philly fan explaining to me why the Mets stink. And even though they're in first place and even if they make the playoffs, how they have no shot of doing anything. And I'm just like, what? what is going on here? Why do I deserve this? 06 Cardinals. They were like two games over 500. They won the World Series. I don't want to hear it. Get to the dance. Anything can happen, right? Knicks had a great season. I was very excited. They got their ass kicked in the first round, but they were there. Okay? God damn it, everybody. Fuck. 
Can we not talk and the about- Yankees just keep pouring it on eight to three now, five run inning. You know, the, the Yankee fan has been miserable all season, and it's been enjoyable to listen to on the radio and, you know, just take it all in. But I always knew there would come a time when the pendulum would swing back to the Bronx and New York baseball would, you know, fall into place like it always does every season. And here we are. That's what this week is. The Yankees have this soft-ass section of their schedule and they just get to beat up the Marlins and now they're beating up the Orioles. And I I can't even say anything because the Mets are in Florida all week and they're, you know, on the verge of losing three straight right now to the Marlins. It's just a fucking disaster. But I knew it was coming. The only solace I have is I have Buku Bucks on the Yankees tonight because Matt Harvey was pitching for the Orioles. So I knew it was just a matter of time before this game broke open. Just did. So I have money, but I don't have my sanity. The evil and fire. <laughs> I'm not that drunk yet. I'm going to take my first tequila sip now because it's gotten to that point of the night. <sighs> yeah, so welcome everybody to the Binge Sportscast. That was TM's intro uh, to all the new listeners out there. Um, Mets fan, Yankees hater, and tequila drinker, TM, everybody. I don't hate the Yankees. I just am sick of it. But I know better. Like I said, if I hated the Yankees, I would have been running my mouth for the last month and a half. Yes. But I know better. All right. So, obviously, yes, we've got baseball on the brains, baseball midseason. Actually, I mean, more than midseason now. I mean, we are running up to. Past the deadline. Yeah, I mean, past the deadline. One of the greatest months in uh, sports in September. But Tim, like what else? We've we've had some shows over the last couple of weeks. We've talked a little bit about what the, the Open, the Masters, the PGA. And now we're in the midst of the Olympics, right? And mm. previously on a separate show, we'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the Olympics. A lost, a lost archive. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about the Olympics and whether or not you get into them. And I was kind of explaining how in my household, the Olympics have been on 24-7 since September or September, July 23rd, 24th, whenever they started. My wife is a huge fan. My, my son's really getting into them. And in all honesty, I couldn't care less about everything except final race. Like, right. I mean, nine times out of 10 on a given night on NBC, they're showing quarterfinal heat one of the women's 200 or heat three of the men's 300, whatever. I will sit down for the two minutes. That is the men's 100 meter meter final. And that's good enough for me. My wife will sit there and watch diving all night. I don't know if that makes her a better patriot than me or not, but I got better things to do. What about you, TM? Do you guys get into this? Have you watched it? I know previously you said you're a Winter Olympics guy. Where do you stand up? Yeah, yeah. Now, I kind of trend more Winter Olympics. I I can't say I've watched much of this at all. Couple couple minutes of um, volleyball one day, and I, I couldn't even understand the scoring. Like, how friggin' high did they go up to in the first game? Once they started going past 20, 21, I'm like, Wait a minute. <laughs> How does this freaking work here? 
I've walked like down the shore. It might be on television. I walk through the room. There's water polo on. Can't do it. Can't watch people running around a track. Um, the gymnastics and stuff. I've been into that in the past, but I feel like that was kind of there was like a dark cloud cast over that a little bit because when Simone Biles pulled out and it was for mental health reasons and everyone and their mother had a take on it and cared about it and talked about it, instant turn off for me. Leave her alone. Whatever she's going through, it's unfortunate. I feel it's unfortunate that it has to be front and center news. And then it, it, it honestly, it was like pandemic Trump politics 2020 happening to Simone Biles. That's what was going on to me. I mean, I walked into the house and my wife brought it up to me and I'm like, how you don't talk about that stuff. Like it just, it was everywhere. Huge turnoff. Haven't really checked in since honestly. Well, and that's the problem is too, is it's, she is stepping down because of the weight of what's happening. And then the, the, the media coverage doesn't, change it actually probably gets worse for her for stepping Uh down and i agree with you like it's it's so much everything revolved around that and and then it then it moves into other sports and they're you know it's it's the subject of everything that's going on and i i agree with you it's just like let her do her thing however and I'm not I'm not downplaying it all, but if she if she really wants, she could have left, right? She should have left if it was yeah. if it if it was. And I, and I'm not saying that what she did was wrong or anything like that, but I think and and I was having this conversation with my wife about like sometimes you're in such a pressure situation, whether you're in work, school, you know, it's like when you go into finals at school, right? You're everything up to that point is so overwhelming but as soon as it's over it clicks and then it's like this weight of everything so as soon as Simone Biles came out and said I'm not competing or when she I mean I think it was on the all around the vault or whatever but as soon as she made that decision I think all of that got lifted off her shoulders and then she could relax. So I don't think it was, you know, as I'm talking over what I just said, you know, the media coverage as much as just the pressure of competing well. So I can't blame her, but you're right. It's all the coverage was. The only notifications I got on my phone for an entire week was what the gymnastics, the the women's gymnastics was doing. Right. And it had nothing to do with anything else. Well, I think women's gymnastics from – a public standpoint tends to be the biggest event in the, in the uh, summer Olympics. I think, I mean, that's just that. And then it, it all depends. I mean, I guess that's been the case recently because of Simone Bile, but then I guess, you know, there was men swimming when, um, Phelps. I'm not going to. Yeah. Right. So yeah, Michael Phelps. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I guess it depends on the star. Yeah. yeah. She's whatever all over the commercials during all the sports, all the NBA that she's got, I think it was DoorDash. She was on that constantly. I mean, she's such a public figure. So, I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, just getting back to your original question, no, I'm I'm not watching. I did yeah. so much NBA postseason and so postseason. much Postseason! Sorry. 
Yeah, I've I did so much. I've watched more NBA basketball this year than I ever did in my entire life. And I knew you were busy with your son's baseball. So I'm texting Chad C trying to like have an NBA buddy. And he's in <laughs> Europe. <laughs> he wasn't even watching. I would get texts back 12 hours later. Oh shit, man, I'm just seeing that. I'm so I'm this place and I'm just like, oh yeah, fuck. Come on. I felt like I was just alone watching the NBA playoffs. Why like, would you tell, why would you text in Law? I mean, He's such a huge, he's such a huge NBA fan that we've got to talk about it. But nah, he he's got Canadian internet. He I don't hear from him until three days after I text with him. That's right. But Uh, uh, so so into it. I was so into it. (laughs) I can't believe it. I mean, we can talk. We can we can get into that a little bit. So, like the playoffs in general, were you into, or was it the finals? Or I mean, I to give my three second take on it. I was excited that there were teams and I don't know if, if it made for bad viewership that it was the Suns and the bucks and everybody else who wasn't in it, but did it make for good television? Like, did you enjoy the drama with the shitty I say shitty with the lesser known franchises or the non well, I think the, 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 as far as the finals are concerned, the storylines were there. You had Chris Paul and you, and you had Giannis. So uh, to me, that was enough of a, a storyline, two guys that really needed a championship, you know. Um, but the nets Buck series, I was severely locked into. And then the Clipper-Sun series, I found extremely interesting because I have... I, I'm going to just say it right now. I mean, I'm a Knicks fan, but I am now a huge PG-13 fan. I oh, I know that I know the guy gets so much flack, and I know you and Chad have beat him to death on this show, and I'm sure I've probably said that he sucks too, but that's just because that's all you ever hear about the guy. But I'm sorry, that dude played out of his mind in that series, and... I was I wanted the Clippers to win so bad, and I watched every game in that series and didn't expect them to win. You know, no Kawhi, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, it is what it is. But uh, that took a little wind out of the finals for me. But I'd say about game, I think after Milwaukee won game four and it was 2-2, I started to pay attention again. Now, don't, now listen, you know. I bet on like every game. <laughs> so <laughs> that's really why I'm checking in. I mean, the games were all late. And my wife's going to bed, and I'm just sitting there counting numbers on overs and unders and whatnot. But um, I, the overall result, I say good for the Bucks. Uh, Chris Middleton had a lot of haters going into the series. A lot of people saying that he, you know, he wasn't good in his role supporting Giannis. The guy came to play. He had a huge series. Giannis was just otherworldly. You know, he's a two-time M- MVP, and he just lit it up and. You get, you know, you really, you learn a lot about each team and each player as you go through the series. His story is just incredible. It's, it's, it's a feel good story. It really is. It's nice to focus on somebody other than LeBron James for once in an NBA season. And, um, so yeah, man, just, uh, I, 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 I'm into it. (laughs) I don't know if I could do it again. My wife can't believe it and can't stand it. But well, it was fun. Yeah, some of the games, I mean, 
trying to stay up till 1230 on the East Coast, Eastern Standard Time, is it's a fucking rough go. I'm, I'm like laying. Listen, bad, if I didn't have money on it, I didn't care. Especially a lot of games were blowouts sometimes, you know, you know, sure. if I'm not counting numbers, I, I'm going to bed, you know, so. But yeah, I, I honestly, I think the, when the Suns were up, the Suns were up 2-0, Milwaukee came back, and after that, I just, I don't, I don't know what it is about Giannis that just bothers me. Maybe that they, that he's too good or that I knew they were going to win. I didn't check in, I don't think, a single time after game three or four. It was just like, oh, okay, well, they're taking over. It's their turn to win, and I'll check in next year. And I don't know why, because I watched a lot. Do you care about Chris Paul? Like, I mean, is Chris Paul an athlete that you say, oh, it'd be good for Chris Paul to get his championship? Like, do you care? I, I mean, sure. I mean, I know he's he's put in the work, and he's he had one of the best seasons of his career this year, which was amazing. But do I care? Eh, not really. Is he one of those guys like he deserves a championship? I mean, I guess. But I don't know, dude. The, the NBA, and this is going to go back, this, this may be a reverse segue, but the NBA is so far gone from basketball that it's it's a tough watch unless that is the only basketball that you watch. If you heard when the U.S. basketball team in the Olympics, the USA basketball team, was they lost their first two games, right? They lost to Nigeria. They lost to Australia. Some of the guys came out and said, this is completely different than the NBA. And it's like, yeah, no shit. You mean they call fouls and travels? <laughs> Uh, sorry bias just homered yes. oh yes let's go oh sorry anyway basketball <laughs> <laughs> i'm just letting you go i don't i don't even care why am i talking about basketball i don't care fuck it it is what it is uh, luca's well, dominating with slovenia and it's great well look I got to tell you, I actually found an appreciation for the NBA game during these playoffs. But again, it's playoff basketball. I can't sit through a regular season game unless it's the Knicks, you know, and it's, I don't know. It's still tough. I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's 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 old news at this point. But uh, I'll just say that, I don't know, I, I, and it's got to do, I think for me, it's just 100% about the gambling, honestly. I mean, I was, in, I was into the first round, the Knicks got knocked out in five games. I, uh... You know, I gambled and I enjoyed it. I, I, you know, small bets. I'm a product of today's, you know, legalized gambling, and they got me. The NBA got me good. So, I love th- there you go. I love now, anyway, Javi Baez, the Mets' top acquisition at the uh, deadline from the Cubs, just homered for the second time. Is a Met four three top eight, no outs. Let's go. They have to. I can't believe I have to get that excited over a game against the Marlins. But we can't beat this team, so we need this win bad. Badly. So what is, what badly. Badly, sorry. Yes. You're gram 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 grammatically. Grammatically? Yes. Grammatica. Martine. Martine. Torn ACL. Yeah. Uh so what is the score? <laughs> 
So it's 4-3 Mets now. They're up 3 nothing the whole game. They gave up the lead like they always do, so now they're they're coming back here. And the Phillies are winning, so the Mets have to win to remain a game and a half up first place. And so you don't get a text or call from... Uh, Alex? Oh, Alex, he, can, yeah. he can text or call. I don't care. Um, you know what? Fuck him and fuck you. <laughs> hey, Mets are in Philly this weekend. Big series. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right, so let's talk yeah. about baseball a little bit. Um, we are all right. So the, seventy-five percent away, close through. enough to the deadline. The deadline was the 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 trade deadline was insane, right? So the the Friday of the deadline on the thirty-first, so much action. Cubs unloaded everybody. They traded Bryant to the Giants. They traded Baez to the Mets. They traded Rizzo to the Yankees, who's absolutely on fire, hitting like four hundred something. Since he got to the Yankees, he's got three homers, two game-winning hits. It's just unbelievable. He's, like, energized that team. And it's about time the Yankees got a lefty bat in their lineup. Oh, by the way, they also got Joey Gallo and his 25 homers from Texas, another lefty. People don't even talk about him. It's like Anthony Rizzo getting blowjobs all over the place in the New York area. It's insane. Dodgers made a huge trade with the Nats. Nats. They got Trey Turner, who's actually... COVID protocol right now, and uh, Max Scherzer, who Max Scherzer makes his first start for the Dodgers tonight. Um, where it's Ooh. still before 10 p.m. here, Eastern EST, so hasn't happened yet. I'm predicting he gets lit up, but I will not bet on it. The Astros, so it's a pretty interesting late baseball game tonight. Um, I'll be watching then- diving. <laughs> 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 and then the... Uh, the White Sox acquired Craig Kimball from the Cubs. I heard an interesting nugget on sports radio today. He was highly sought after by the Mets and several other teams across the nation, but the Cubs did him a favor because his daughter apparently is sick. Hmm. So they traded him in city so he could stay home. So I wow. found that to be a nice story <laughs> amidst all the nonsense, like the Dodgers friggin' yeah. building an all-star team. Well, um, good on them. Yeah. That's yeah. It's I, not can, a, it's, I can see that. I mean, that's real life, right? Yeah. I could see myself sitting in that situation, sitting down and be like, please, please don't trade me to Tampa Bay. <laughs> like, right. Like, Guys, I, I know need to stay near my daughter. <laughs> I know we're blowing this thing up. I would love to go to the American league you know, non-competing team, stay in this city. Well, you're wrong because the White Sox are actually a playoff team. No, I don't mean non-competing. No, I know the White Sox are kicking ass. I'm saying. Oh, you mean like in division. NL to AL, in division or anything Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Right. Trade me to the American League. Right. Understood. All right, TM. So, so, so yeah, it's pretty. So, it's, you know, there's pennant races. Um, I can't wait for the playoffs. I mean, I've again... Kind of like the NBA, I've watched so much baseball this year, I can't wait to actually sit down and watch an American League postseason series, you know, having nothing to, no um, dog in the fight, if you will. Yeah. So no, and and uh, as I said in the pre-show, this show, the last, the last show that we did, um, right? We're we're coming up on September. September, and- yeah. One of the one of the best months in all of sports. So pennant races, all of that um, playoff races now because we get thirty seven baseball teams in now, just like every other sport. 
but uh, it's exciting, and and there are a lot of teams still in it. And I know you ripped on my Tigers early on, but they're doing right. what they should be doing, right? I mean, they're yeah. they're hovering around five hundred. They're a little under five, but they are playing the guys they're supposed to play. They're entertaining to watch. They're getting people in the ballpark, and they actually came out. Chris Illich, who is the owner, came out today and said they're going to be players in the uh, free agency market this upcoming year, which is when they should be doing it. Um, and so I'm excited. I'm excited for them to to start something in uh, 2022. Now, let me ask you a question. I I run into a lot a lot of people work whether it's people at my that work at the accounts I go to or just you know sports friends of mine that I've talked sports with for for decades I find a lot of people when I go up to them and I'm like all right so say for instance a Yankee fan or a Jet fan or something and I'm like oh you know Zach Wilson or oh Yankees got these guys or whatever I I have all year consistently gotten this response from a lot of people which is basically uh you know I'm just not really into sports right now i'm not i'm not really into baseball i don't i don't really care like it's just like it's it's based on covid but a lot of people didn't pay attention to you know and i don't think this happens for football but as far as baseball last year nobody really gave a shit and i get a lot of that from people around here nowadays do you do you find that do you do you, do you run into people like kind of acting like ass ah, sports really isn't <laughs> as important to me as it used to be kind of deal or well you know in Metro Detroit, we, I mean, we have quite possibly the four worst sports teams collectively in the nation. So it's a really tough question for me to answer or, or you know. Yeah, because uh, nobody pays it. Yeah, because everyone's lion's free. <laughs> it's, it's, everybody is, is grasping to minor they're just like i just was with the tigers oh they're doing the right thing they're 40 and 50 you know like, like okay like, all right you just went on a boys trip with however many guys and played golf for a week did, did anybody yep. there have that attitude yeah in all honesty this was i don't know that we talked sports at all i mean it's so weird that we there's nothing to grab the so it was right after the NBA uh, draft, right? So the Pistons, the NBA gods looked down on us and said, you know what, Pistons, you deserve the number one pick. They didn't fuck it up, and they took Cade Cunningham, and that's mm. awesome. And the the thing is, all the Detroit sports teams right now they're starting to get a little buzz because they're all doing the right things. They're all working their way up the ladder. And they all seem to be doing it the right way. But it'll be three years before anybody cares. Um, so Yeah, but you're, you've gone... Well, I guess aside from the lion... Jared Goff is like a fucking top 10 quarterback. What are you talking about? Uh, Okay, so you're just so basically you're throwing another season away. Is what yeah, you're telling precisely. Me. Yes. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean the Pistons have gone through one. The that that's good spot to be. I mean Miami came out of one last year. The Dolphins last year was a fun year. Started to perform better. You know, ten wins, not making the playoffs is frustrating. But 
we weren't beating, you know, the Bills or the Chiefs anyway. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the Mets have been abysmal for for two, three years. They're kind of coming out of it now. So, yeah, it's a good place to be when you're, you know, when expectations start to be more positive and you you start to feel that, you know, the organization's made the right decisions and they're going in the right direction. So you can't really ask for anything more than that as a fan because the alternative is something we've all gone through and there is just nothing worse. They're like, yeah. To be a Jet fan last year, no. it, it, it can't be any worse than that. And I'm talking to you, Goudreau. You know, you made it through. Good, good for you because that's brutal. No, and that's, you know? and that's right now there's hope for people here. Just like in any other, any other up and coming city, where like the Twins, for instance. I mean, the Twins were like the Cinderella story last year, and now they're just like, doo, doo, oh, doo. brutal. Yep they they cleaned house too. They traded Berrios to the uh, where is he Toronto, and they traded. Um, oh God, how come I, he's on he's on uh, Tampa now? The guy that's like 50 years old and continues to homer. I can't think of his name, but Chetty's oh, yelling right now. But yeah, um, whatever, fuck him. Yeah. Uh, it I, but, yeah, Minnesota's a strange. That's a that's a strange team. But they that's exactly it. They like, need a what is badly. what is Chet? They're they're on the downslope of a rebuild where right we yeah, know who we're at, one. and that's what right. we're we're doing. So I'm okay with it. Uh, but to answer your original question, no, there's not a whole lot of talk. Um, sports radio around here was. You know, it's Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach, about biting kneecaps. It's uh, Pistons getting the first, <laughs> you know, right. the first uh, first pick uh, in the draft. Um, Tigers young guys doing what they're doing, but you know, talking about the trade deadline, like the Tigers didn't really shop anybody. There, there was you know Daniel Norris, I think, went to the Cubs, but there were minor moves. But it's not like they were selling pieces off because they didn't have anybody to sell off, and they're still sitting in third place in the central. I mean, they're not competing, but they are like for a playoff spot, but they're competing like they want to be there, which is great. Um, yeah. There was something else. Nice. Oh, before we get off of baseball, I wanted to talk to you about your draft pick. Oh, Jesus. So what do you know about this? Like Kamar rocker who, was one of the best pitchers in college baseball two years ago and this year. Essentially won a national championship for Vanderbilt two years ago against my Wolverines. Actually, I guess it was three years ago because they didn't do it in COVID time. But what – so they draft him and then they can't come to an agreement on signing him so he goes back in the open market? Is this – No. What is – Okay. Okay, this is what happened. Explain this to me. So Explain he's me. a Bor okay, he's a Boris client. Oh, of course he is. Right. So Boris clients, this is this is this point I'm about to explain to you is where I call complete and utter BS on the whole situation. Now I'm not defending the Mets, but Boris clients are not obligated to reveal injury status. Prior to being drafted. What the what? fuck is that shit, man? I'm sorry. Uh, you know, if, if you're listening to this and I'm dead wrong, please call in and ex- uh, 708-316-8822 and tell me I'm wrong. Because I kind of heard that in passing 
on sports radio, but they it was a five minute conversation. So sounded pretty legit to me. So basically the story is this kid falls to number ten. He was projected number one before this this most season. recent college season. Yeah. So he falls to ten. The Mets doctors, uh, the Mets, the Mets planned on paying him more than what is, I guess, allowed is the word for the tenth pick. Well, the, the like, minimum, right? More the, than what is what what they have to get, right? Like there is a yeah, yeah. I mean, they were going to give him like six point something. It was over six million. So he gets looked at by the doctors, and he's got elbow issues. He's he's going to need Tommy John surgery. The Nets, the Mets, never made a formal contract offer, so there was just no offer. So now he has to spend the next year working out at Vanderbilt or playing in, you know, semi-pro league. And he goes back into the draft. Into next the draft. Year. That's right. So they've completely fucked him, career-wise. But what I don't understand is, is Tommy John like? And this is where I fault the Mets. Since when is Tommy John a deal breaker? Especially twenty twenty one. Every pitcher has Tommy John. Fucking right. Noah Syndergaard. I feel like hasn't pitched in three years because he got Tommy John. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean they say it's a it's a twelve to eighteen month surgery, which is fine. But yeah, if you're the Mets, why don't you? Especially since we have a billionaire now as an owner, six million dollars is what to him, right? So you you pay the kid the six million dollars, and he goes and he's you know he falls into the the one percent of athletes who get Tommy John and it doesn't work out or they get an infe- I mean one one kid apparently got an infection and died but I mean that's oh, like yeah, a one off right, yeah. but yeah no yeah, that's- you know I mean this is this is like common procedure for these kids I, and and this one interview I heard on sports radio they were going into detail as far as to say that parents of younger youth are having their kids get the surgery on purpose so they don't have to do to it in, to, to to throw harder to be Welcome to Youth Sports, everybody! Woo! Holy Jesus, I can't wait till we have one of these shows when my kid catches up a little bit. But holy Jesus, man, I'm hearing that and I'm like, oh my God. But it just, all of that is more fuel against the Mets. Like, what happened here? So maybe it's Boris. Maybe there was a, you know, maybe it was discussed and they said he's fine and that he wasn't so maybe you know i could see steve cohen or, or the mets gm just being like well you lied so fuck you i mean you never know these stories that that's the unfortunate thing here is we're never really gonna know the truth but on the outside it's... looking in mets don't look good here and um and you know what a waste of a 10th pick but what's so funny and you know maybe in the next 20 years of us doing this show we will uh start to analyze the MLB draft when we have nothing else to talk about. But because the Mets did not sign Rocker, he they now get the 11th pick next year. Like, oh, they just get to sit there? They just get to get 11. They just That's lose one, one place from last year. It's got nothing <laughs> to do at all with their performance on the field. Now they just get the 11th pick. That'd be amazing. Like, if you're an NFL team and you're like, eh... I don't really like any of these guys here at like number three. <laughs> yeah, we'll so just, yeah, we'll, we'll just take one. We'll take two next year. Yeah, or you know, we'll take this guy. Tell him to go fuck himself. We won't sign him, and then we'll go take the three next year. <laughs> and then we'll go pick third next year. So, by the way, if pass ball Mets score five three now, top eight. Let's go win the game. You. 
fucking idiots. Um, break, break. The other thing is, but here's the <laughs> here's the other thing though, PJ. They the Mets were taking out like advertisement um, space on the on the seven line, which which runs to City like Field and, stuff. and shit, yeah. like like you know, announcing this signing. Like this kid was going to be a star. It was like Dwight Gooden Part Two. Yeah, no, but you you were absolutely and, right. He was he was the number one pick two years ago, like before COVID. Yeah, and then this this his teammate actually came up and surpassed him, and then there were some young kids, some positional players and whatnot. But um, so, do you blame? I guess TM, do you blame the Mets for not doing their due diligence? Like, did he drop to ten because teams knew of his injury? It, exactly. Did, is that is that the case? I mean, it's hard to believe that it wasn't, right? I right. mean, just, they're just like, holy shit, Kamar Rocker came to ten. Everyone's like, these fucking guys. It's like when you're in oh, an edit, you're in a fantasy draft. Like, yeah, fucking Johnny oh just Kamara took Paul Gasol. Seven. He just scored seven <laughs> touchdowns in in week fourteen. I'm right. going to the finals. Right. <laughs> but dude, it, you know, everything you're saying is. I mean, that is status quo on sports radio. And I mean, everybody's just killing them. And, you know, there was there was one or two days of just absolute jubilation. Like, what a fucking... St- I mean, when do you ever fucking talk about the baseball draft? Who cares? And it was just like jubilation. Oh, my yeah. God, the Mets got to steal the fucking draft. This kid rocker. First, now, full disclosure, when I first heard their pick and I heard the name, I thought it was John Rocker's kid. I'm like, are we drafting a racist? <laughs> like, what is going on? Then I realize he's African American, and I'm like a okay, good. way off. Good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean the celebration turned just complete nightmare in a seven day span. It's just, I mean, so, you know, you get the twenty the twenty minute every twenty minute updates on sports radio, and it was like eleven forty at night, and I'm laying in bed, and they're like, the Mets have twenty minutes to pull a last minute deal with this kid from Vanderbilt, and I'm like, what is happening here? So, and then the next day, it all came out. So I guess so. I have I have so many questions. Alonzo's up with the bases loaded, two outs right now. Let's go, kid! Home run derby, baby! So, champion. What, what I guess if you're Kamar Rocker, so I'm trying to I'm trying to like gauge both sides of the the deal here. The Mets don't want to pay him. Okay, so just so everybody understands, the Tigers at number. three, Three, I think they drafted drafted a fucking high school kid. They, right. This kid will not see the field for four to five years. I think to pay him the same amount of money. Yet the Mets don't want to pay the kid eighteen, you know, six million dollars, the same amount of money, less money probably, to have surgery and rehab see, and be on the field before half of the kids that were drafted before him. Now, as you talk through this, it I'm just more my my conspirator brain is just spinning more and more. There's something here we that we didn't we don't know, know. and that's right. why I think it's got something to do with Boris or it's got something to do with something undisclosed. I mean, it could be anything, right? They could have sat down with this kid's parents, and the father could have been like, "He's in he's in tip top shape. Don't listen to nothing." Okay, handshake agreement, draft. Right. Well, wait a minute now. Right, and then okay, he's got no, no I mean, they rotator never cuff. Off- Apparently, nothing, right. they never offered. Like there was never a paper contract written. You know, it was so. just uh, just just a agent uh, dealings, and that's it. And also, right, and also, all that being said, so all this press and hype for this kid, New York market, and there's no nothing signed yet. Like I think 
the cart was put so far in front of the horse in so many different ways here that somebody woke up and said, whoa, 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 hold on. You know. So what sorry, are we, what sorry are we, we're not doing it. You're hurt, kid. You know, you're not getting the money. You lied. You blew it. That's kind of how I feel it might have went <clears throat> behind the scenes. It just doesn't look good for the Mets and the public eye. What will be interesting to see is what happens next year, right? So if I'm this kid, right, if you're Kamar Rocker, like, why are you Why are you not just getting surgery right now? You're like hoping that you're going to go an entire year and your elbow is going to completely heal itself and then right? you're going to get drafted yeah. next year. Like sign and, – and, and, and like you're saying, you don't know if the Mets offered him anything. Take whatever – like if, if, if you have unrepairable damage to your elbow or recoverable, let's say, and you need surgery to repair it, let the fucking professional baseball team pay for it. Anyway, but we don't know if the Mets – maybe the Mets didn't it. offer yeah, him anything. Yeah, That's why I think it's something else. But you know what? In in true Mets fashion, I'm sure that he will end up, you know, a Brave, a Philly, or worse, a Yankee. <laughs> in like three years, And, you know, right? be lights out. Be lights out in four years. And it's just, I mean, although that doesn't always happen because Matt Harvey garbage right now. The Yankees fuck. Well, actually, he tonight, but still, you know, I'm trying to. That narrative, that Mets narrative has to change. That was the whole point of this year. New ownership, new players knew knew everything and the past week has brought back those feelings and I'm trying to overcome them here hit a fucking grand slam please change my life <gasps> fuck All right. tough tough week tough week All we right. do have a bsv tm so let's play this i gotta bring it up so i'm gonna play this and maybe one more and let's take a breather and then we'll go from there yeah let's do it Seven zero eight three one six eight eight two two as TM previously said. All the big show uh, sounders that have come out recently doing the the number. There's the original right there. That is. That is. <laughs> that is. That was. I that I did that two years before. <laughs> That's right. And 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 a uh, right. big round of applause for TM clawing his way up to the big show. It's been a while. It's been. It's hard. It's been hard for people to. They let uh, me back. Yeah. They let me back. I, I chewed chips on the uh, on one about a year ago, and I think I, w- I thought I was banned, but I'm at a binge jail. I'm back. Good. That's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. And your um, your sounder has made its way. Your pee break sounder has made its yeah. way. Yeah. It's very good. It's very good. But what it. I have learned, which I already knew, we've talked about the show. We need a longer one. So correct. And I can't. Out, do this either yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, get down get down get down Fuck. all right 
Two-run lead going to the bottom of the eighth. Here, come the, here comes the pen. You're going to blow it. It's okay. All right. So wow, um, Now we have to stay on air until this game ends. <laughs> <laughs> we did get one BSV. It's been a while. Obviously, we haven't been uh, on a regular. But if you guys want to call in, um, we're going to get to the NFL here in a little bit. Yes. Talk about what your thoughts are on the upcoming season. Give us your thoughts on the baseball season. You know, if anything uh, comes your way, what your what your thoughts are on the Mets and uh, how they'll do against the Phillies and all, all those things. Um, other than that, the Olympics, don't call in. Sorry. All right, here we go. Three two zero number. Let's uh, let's. What up, Binge Sportscast? It's, it's your boy, boy, the dude. Yes. Um, are you guys there? Pick yeah. up, pick up, pick up. Anyone around? <laughs> it's nearly NFL football season, baby. Let's go. I'm excited to have you guys back. The track is over. There was this yes. thing with the bucks on some ice. It's over. I don't even know if Minnesota still has a baseball team anymore. Who gives a shit? Um, but let's go football from here on out, preseason, you name it. No, we won't have a week without football till February. I'm pumped. I know you guys are pumped. I hope you're ready to get back to work, you lazy sons of bitches. Good I'm one. just kidding. I know kids, all that jazz. But come on. We need the sports pass. Dick. <laughs> yes. That is exactly Epic. what we needed, Chad. Thank you. God damn it. That is the best voicemail we've ever had. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. It was almost as if we, we planned it. <laughs> we are back. And yes, we will be talking football from here on out. Wow. I, that first half of the show that we talked about the NBA, I was just like sitting here saying, I know. I'm sorry. I'm just like, it, what listen. the fuck? I like sound like my mother in law saying, Is that a basketball? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Is she foreign? What happened there? <laughs> you don't know. Oh, Chad D, it's football season. Oh, my God. I, gotta, I get daily updates on Tua's performance and Waddle is the most elusive wide receiver in NFL history and Davian Howard wants to be traded no he doesn't want to be traded just wants more money kill me now let's get to the games I'm so fucking pumped for this season let's go is that is the NFL more so than any other sport like the most overreactive of and is that because like People get to go to training camp and see shit and they're like, holy shit, did you see, you know, I like I got a I got a notification today like Justin Fields threw a dime to, you know, oh, Allen yeah. Robbins. And it's like it's fucking training camp, like fucking relax. But just think of the magnitude of the NFL. Think about fantasy sports. I mean, the the amount of shows out there, the amount... I mean, look at the two of us idiots doing this. I mean, we are so NFL-centric. I mean, it's just... It is so America's pastime now. It is... it is Everyone's involved in the NFL. I mean, it, it has no, you know, gender barriers. It has no anything. I mean, everybody's into it. Everybody plays fantasy. And I know 
some people don't, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's a craze at this point. They have marketed their league better than anybody. And uh, it's just nuts, man. It's just it's just nuts. Yeah. It, but you're right that this nonsense, the daily updates, I don't pay attention to Miami uh, training camp. I want to, I just don't want to hear two was hurt. I don't want to hear, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. want to hear any, another day went by without any injuries. Beautiful. You know, let's just get to week one healthy and see what we got. Because preseason games, as you know, mean nothing. They show us nothing. Like, who friggin' cares? Yeah. No, Who cares? Absolutely, yeah. absolute bullshit. Um, yeah. And as I was bringing it up, so last Saturday, my son and I went to Lions training camp. Nice. And I came home and had overreaction conversations with my wife. <laughs> Jared Goff sucks. He looks like shit. You know, Jamal Williams is hilarious. He's awesome. You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, and And now I sit back and say, okay, take a step back. It's all bullshit, you know, whatever. So, um, but it's, it's, it's nice to have it back. We've got a month till game start a month in uh, five days. Yeah. Just and, about, uh, right. Cause it's at the week, it's the Thursday after Labor Day. Yeah. So I think the 12th is the Sunday. So whatever that Thursday lines up. Um, but where do you, where do you stand right now, TM? So, I mean, you were talking about Tua and blah, blah, blah. So what, like, where do, where do your dolphins stand? Are there any stories out there that, uh, sit with you that, that you're waiting to see what happens in this preseason? Um, anything that happened in the off season? I mean, we don't really need to talk about Rogers, right? That fucking. No, please. No, no, please. No, (laughs) I, 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 I might have said it on Waking Big. I don't know where I said it, but what a fucking waste of time that was. Of I'm course. so irritated that we had to like hear his name that often. He just didn't want to go to like OTAs and all that bullshit, right? I mean, like everybody knew he was going to play. No, but he's just a crybaby because he's afraid of of Jordan Love, which I think is such is laughable. I mean, who the fuck is Jordan Love? Really? Yeah. It's not like they drafted Andrew Luck. You know, I such a yeah, hundred percent. If my drops work, you would have just heard that three more times. Um, can't stand Rogers. I I have family that is heavily invested in the Packers, and God, I hope they lose every game. I, I just can't stand them. Um, Storylines. It's amazing to me that we sit here first week of August, and um, Deshaun Watson is reporting to Texans camp. Yeah, that to me is extremely surprising because that, and I'm not saying that because I thought he was going to be a dolphin, but the way he behaved, that one I thought was going to end up with him on another team. So as of now, very interesting. But is that uh, like that anything else there. in the world that it just came out early I, enough that it just kind of went away? I guess, yeah. Right? I mean, I guess so. But at the same time, that one just kind of felt, I don't know, and and with all the accusations of harassment that one was that one had a little bit of a different to it now um i i want to call him nick false what's what's his name in indianapolis wentz yeah oh yeah i was just thinking this is the first big injury right of the so it could be five weeks which is bad enough because their first five games yeah 
Yeah, it could be 12 weeks, right? So yeah. five to 12 weeks. Cool. Thanks for the diagnosis, Doc. You know, um, <laughs> so what's funny is I heard a, a nugget today on sports radio that Philip Rivers has come out and said that he's been staying in shape just in case somebody needs him for a stretch run. Now, he was actually on the Colts last year. So oh, just, yeah. He's ready. He's ready. Oh, he's at home with nine kids, and he's like, get me the fuck out of here. That's what's <laughs> going on there. But, uh, which, uh, which was which, the other crazy, the Quentin Nelson, the Colts center or guard just went out yeah. with the same injury, same type of injury and is going to be out the same amount of time. So, all right, Colts, here we go. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Like Yeah, they're they're fucked, man. Now you can't you can't tell me Nick Foles is gonna go to the Colts. Like it's not gonna work. The guy had his year. I don't wanna hear it anymore. Where, I don't even like, where is Nick Foles? Is he not signed? I don't I don't I know. No I just kept hearing his name all week on listen, I don't care where he is. If I was a Colts fan and Nick Foles was your week one starter, I'm done. Yeah. I'd, I'd be done. Like, where's Jacoby Brissett? Go back to him. Yeah, yeah. That dude sucks. The dude sucks. Their 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 first five games are like, I mean, everybody keeps highlighting how brutal they love it that Miami is one of their first five games. Respect finally taking place. But um, yeah, just uh, that that one's kind of brutal. I don't know. Tell me, what do you, I mean, I don't know how you could feel about Jared Goff and stuff, but I mean, there was a huge Giants brawl at camp. I saw that on, um, where was I? Somewhere, yes, I just saw it on a TV somewhere that I was at, uh, but I didn't hear anything about it. But that stuff, I'm sure that was just overblown like anything else. Oh, I think course, the, yeah. the thing that I saw that um, Daniel Jones was on the bottom of the pile. He was like, on the bottom, was, right? That, right. Was, that, like, that yeah, was the that big was like thing. The I mean, there's those fights all the time. Um I don't know the 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 shit coming out of Lions camp is that it's a much better place, right? That like Dan Campbell, like as crazy as he is, he's the players' coach, you know. And it's standard for any change in regime where you go from the coach that is an asshole and expects you to, you know, is kind of like the drill sergeant type coach, and then you move to a coach that's like the buddy buddy type coach right so but from what the sounds of everything is is that it's a much better place um because google and the internet watches everything that i do i still get like matthew stafford updates on my you know phone so stafford just uh injured his thumb on a helmet on a throw so you know but that is it the stafford it's it's crazy the Stafford love and I'm trying to think the the word, but like the how much he means. Like I think if Stafford gets hurt over there, you would think that like their previous like Jared Goff, you would have thought was a preschooler. They brought in a professional, and if the professional gets hurt, they have another preschooler waiting for them. I mean, this is a team that's an NFL team that has been competitive for years and years. And it's like Stafford is the the Messiah coming there, and uh, I, I root for the guy. I root for the team, but they should know better. He's just not. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's fine. He's fine. It's going to be a very interesting uh, storyline to follow, especially for us, but just in general. I mean, that's you know all the all the the flack that you know Goff got and. 
you know, they're the best defense in the world, but they couldn't win because their offense, this and that. Okay, so now let's, you know, let's yeah, see what happens there. I think the Rams are a very interesting team to follow. What's your um, – the trendy team this year is the Browns. What is your take on the what do you what do you expect from the Browns here coming off of their playoff their their first half magic against the Chiefs in the playoffs that didn't last, although that was closer than it should have been. I don't know. I mean, maybe some of those guys got an ego check, you know? You know, and that can happen sometimes. And I don't know enough about their team. Like, did they get in get in some veterans to like smack them around a little bit? You know, did they get um I don't what what's the word I'm looking for, you know, uh, humbled a bit. Right. And I think that would help them, obviously, because they were they were a average team the year before. They signed all these guys and then all of a sudden, like or two years, whatever, however the progress was. But I think they they could be they definitely could be, um, you know, the when you were bringing up the first I thought that your first comment was going to be like, how have we not heard from the Cowboys? Which is amazing. I haven't heard a single thing about the Cowboys. And now is that a hard knocks thing that we're not hearing about them? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I don't know. I heard that Jerry Jones came out and publicly stated that they had handled Dak wrong contract wise and all that stuff and uh like admitted that they didn't you know didn't treat him properly so you know i mean it's after the fact he got his money right um but yeah can the can that the, the only question with dallas is they can't play defense care how many points they can score then you know they're not going to win the super bowl so and I, I don't i mean their current I mean, it's Mike, it's Mike McCarthy and it's Dak and Zeke. Like, I don't, I just, I don't think their team's that good. Like, they're okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were, they were on pace to break offensive records before he got hurt. So I think that's really, I know, I'm just saying, I know, I'm just saying. Go, it was, go, it was, go it was suck something. the Cowboys dick and then come back to this show. I mean. No, I will not. I will not. I don't, I don't do that. Uh, other than that, I mean, obviously we got uh, Brady coming back, Mahomes, and who knows? Um, I don't know. This isn't well, the NFL preview show. Ben but- Roethlisberger's last sure. season, yep. I, guess, I mean, that's going to be interesting. I think that that's a mistake by Pittsburgh. I think they should have moved on from him. Get out. Get out. Oh. That's so close problem. to a homer. Sorry. Um, well, you know, a lot of, a lot of teams return, a lot of the same teams should be good. You know, let me give you an interesting, uh, uh, gambling number over under wins for Jacksonville is at six and a half. Now keep in mind, it's a 17 game season. So that number would be five and a half, but I think that's, High for a rookie quarterback. I mean, what are we betting on uh, the coach? I don't understand what that number. That's a high number, I think, for them. Six. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's seven like, wins. You're supposed to bet they're going to hit seven wins. I mean, that's like. I guess that's two wins against Houston, maybe. But that is. I mean, that is a team that is competing for a playoff spot in November. 
or even in December. You know what I mean? They're six and eight going into December with four games to go. Yeah. That is, I don't know. It's an interesting number. Yeah, that one, that one kind of, that one's kind of strange. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm keyed in on my team. Like, you know, it's a, Tua is a question mark. Let's see what happens. First full training, healthy training camp. First full season as a starter. Let's go, you know. Let's get an answer because I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of people who are not Dolphins fans talking about it. Let's just get to the action. Yeah, I totally um, agree. And we don't we don't have any answers at this point. We're still early. We're still in training camp, obviously. Uh, some of our listeners have have sent pictures that, uh, you know, either they're going to training camp or been there. And again, it doesn't mean anything, you know, nobody's, nobody's hitting pads are just starting to get put on. And, uh, when are the, when are the, when is the, I guess I should know this is the hall of fame game, hall of fame game this weekend. Is that the Sunday? Is that the first preseason game, which would be like the 10th or the eighth hall of fame game is Tonight, if you're listening to this. What? Dallas Pittsburgh, August 5th. Yeah. Holy shit balls. There you go. I didn't know that. <clears throat> Fuck. Come here for the real time analysis and real time TV guide for the NFL. That's Let's it. Go. I was scrolling back, scrolling back because <clears throat> I was looking at week one. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I got to go back a few. Um, but yeah, so, all right, with preseason and us downplaying it to not mean shit, which is how we feel, there is something that is important in August, and that would be fantasy football drafts. Now, here's my question to you. Is CMC the overall number one pick are you asking me because that is the consensus because to here's why i've not looked at a fantasy mock draft or ratings or rankings or anything yet okay my brother-in-law's league that i won last year they do randomized draft order every year so this year they did a giant plinko board and i pulled the first pick and my brother-in-law said, who are you taking? And I was like, well, I don't know, McCaffrey injury. And he was like, just shut up, just shut up, just shut up and stop now and just draft him. And I don't want to hear another. And I was hmm. like, okay. And this is a kid who lives and breathes this stuff. So what are, I tried to other... think of who else, you know, I mean, I got Kamara seventh last year and I won it. Right. Um, but, you know, you don't take a quarterback first. It's a heavy wide receiver league, but there's so many of them. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you got to take McCaffrey. Makes sense. Who is their um, be... quarterback? That's uh, Darnold? Well, yeah, probably, yeah. So it will be a McCaffrey-heavy offense. He's just got to stay healthy. Which he hasn't, right? I mean. Well, he got injured last year. But the year before that, he was, I mean, everybody who had him. So I guess that's kind of the thinking. I mean, he's still young. You know, he only broke out two years ago. So it's not like he's, you know, he's not an old running back by any means. He's still in his prime. 
I mean, I'm going to take him. I'm, I'm just because I've never had him before. And here's my opportunity, you know. But um, yeah, that that's really like my only fantasy question so far. I can't wait to get going though. Everybody in our league seems to be returning, so that's good. Get that going. Yeah. Now, I, uh, I, McCaffrey, lat and 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 it must have been because they, but it was even the year before. For some reason, I it, he's just souring on me. And I you've wonder, had him though. You've only that's the thing, right? I wonder if it's going to be. I mean, no, I don't think so. Have I? Yeah. Le'Veon. Oh yes, we both live that. <laughs> how God's how sake. he just ruined my night bringing that I up. I was going to say how how the years. It's we were talking. Somebody we were out for beers the other night. Somebody brought up like Sean Alexander. Remember when Sean Alexander was like the new hotness for two years <laughs> in Seattle? Do. It was, I do. Oh yes. Just all these running backs. Every, anyway. What I find most interesting is actually that running backs kind of took a back seat in recent years. And now when you talk to anybody about fantasy, it's like the running backs are all going first again. So, whereas I think for a short time there, they were devalued, they're back. I mean, receivers were more valued. Now you have Michael Thomas injured. You have question marks with Devontae Adams with Rodgers. So, depending on when you've had these conversations, you know, you got to lock down the Kamaras of the world, the McCaffreys of the world. I mean, I don't know what you do with Saquon. You certainly draft him. But, you know, for two years in a row, he was still drafted high. He's one of the most interesting. And it's probably got a lot to do with the fact that I'm sitting here in the New York market, but Saquon Barkley, I mean, you better show up this year or he's done. I mean, yeah. what, what else can you say about a kid like that? There's so many question marks, so many question marks. We're not going to get into it tonight. No, no, I know, I know. Just saying, just saying. Just saying, just saying. Just saying. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's McCaffrey's it, That's... 25, dude. Yeah, He's in I mean, the prime of his life. I mean good for him i mean you like all right let's um let's everybody let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about tm's fantasy football team and whether or not he should take cmc here we go you've been listening to the binge media podcast network at bingemedia.net support the show by donating on patreon at patreon.com slash binge media subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter facebook and instagram and don't forget shut up i'm waiting oh my god and now he's dead